Hi, welcome to Cinema Scene on Gardner Webb University Radio, WGWG, and online, WGWG.org. We're very happy to have as our guest today on Cinema Scene, where we talk movies uh, every week, uh, David Sayas. Uh, David is a uh, actor of stage, TV, and film. Uh, David, hey, thank you so much for taking the time today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Well, David, uh, I have followed your work for, uh, for a number of years and introduced my son to some of your work in the past few years uh, on Gotham. And so uh, when I told him I was speaking with you, he said he had to tell you that, uh, that he hopes some way, somehow, you'll be back because he loves your character. So I had to, had to share that with you <laughs> as well. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I hope he's right. <laughs> well, we. Uh, to I hope he's right. I love. I love doing that show. Yeah, one. Show. Yeah, wonderful show. Wonderful show. And there's a new film uh, out uh, that we're going to talk about today as well uh, that you're starring in called The Lennon Report, uh, looking at the uh, death of John Lennon from uh, from really from different viewpoints from eyes of people who were there. And you're starring as a law enforcement officer at the hospital. And you're very familiar with being a law enforcement officer, not just on TV, but uh, in other ways as well. I did. I did. You know, I, I spent uh, 15 years as a New York City police officer. I play the uh, um, head of security in, uh, in, in Roosevelt Hospital, okay. where they took John Lennon after he was shot. I just you know, it's, it's the law enforcement world, so it's, I am very familiar with it. And uh, not only was I a police officer, I was, always, I was also a... Um, a security police in the Air Force, you know, a while ago when I was there, when, when I had black hair. <laughs> <laughs> At what point did you realize uh, in your life that, you know, acting is something I'm not just uh, good at, but something I really want to do for a living as a career? Well, you know, I, I, I didn't get into acting. I've always wanted to be an actor. I didn't get into it until I was almost 30 years old, you know, and, okay. and that's when I started going to school. Okay. And I started doing a lot of theater in New York. Um, right away, as soon as I, my first acting class, I was like, okay, I feel something, and this is something that I want to do um, in, in some capacity, one way or the other. And um, it was something that was passionate activated my soul somewhat and uh it was something that i knew that it was for me yeah and and then people started to take notice of it and uh, and opportunities kind of afforded themselves um uh, for you as well yes i was i got you know i worked hard and uh went to school and learned a lot and surrounded myself you know with a lot of really talented good people and uh and then you know and then i got also some lucky breaks and took advantage of that and, and uh, have a good work ethic, which provided longevity in this business and, and uh, having a great time. And I'm, I have a really good career and I'm, I'm really fortunate. Well, you've uh, had that opportunity to work uh, stage, uh, TV and film. Do, uh, and they're, they're, they're different and different uh, for different reasons. Is there one that you're drawn to more than the other or does it just depend on the situation? No, uh, I, I'm drawn equally to all of them. Okay. Uh, there's, there's different aspects of each, you know, of each one that, that's exciting to me. You know, uh, in theater, the fact that the audience is another member on stage with you that, that you could, you know, play to. And uh, there's a different audience every night that comes in and sees it. You know, it's an event. It's an event that only whoever, whatever amount of seats are in the theater experience with you on, on one given night. 
Uh, with television and film, you know, it's, it's, you, you learn how to act. You also learn how to uh, deal with it technically. Uh, with the cameras and the wow. lights and the positioning and and m- still maintaining that artistic you know life what you created in this role um and and you you know you're basically giving it out to millions of people that are watching it and that continue can continue to watch it over and over again so you know both you know uh, uh, all three are very exciting in different ways um, but ultimately, it's about creating a character, finding truth in a character, and that's what's exciting about it. Which characters for you that you find yourself drawn to, bringing that truth to a character, what is it about the character that, that appeals to you where you say, yeah, I want to do that role? Um, you, know, I, I, you know, a lot of it has to do with uh, uh, how how interesting the character is, whether it's negative or positive, you know, okay. it doesn't matter what kind of character it is. Um, there is, uh, you know, I need a, if there's something in the character that actually is a conflict, that's actually, there is something that I'm going to be able to, uh, research in my soul and my conscience, you know, it's something that, uh, I could find truth in that maybe I wouldn't want to explore in my real life. And there's something challenging. Um, also, you know, someone with integrity, someone that, you know, has, uh, regardless of what it is, uh, is excited to be that person, you know? Right. Um, and if they're not, then what is the reasoning why? So there's always things to explore and that's what interests me in the character. Okay. Well, you've uh, had a chance to work with some amazing talent over the years, what advice have you been given either by someone saying something to you or just someone showing you uh, something that's really kind of uh, helped you go, huh, okay, that's something that clicks. Maybe that's something I can pass on to uh, to future filmmakers. Well, you know, listen, it's, 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 it's a collaborative effort. Okay. You know, and, and uh, I, just by observation, by working with some really great actors and great people that, you know, they are there in a collaborative nature. They're not, they're not there for everyone to um, just change everything for them. I, 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 I love actors that come in and understand everyone's job and understand that this is a collaborative thing that needs to happen for a, you know, some successful to come out, something that they would be proud of to come out. So um, I go in there thinking, you know, um, to understand the story, but also understand the vision of the director and the jobs of the people around me and, right. and, and just help make everyone's job easy so that we can actually get to the work at hand and create something special, you know? So, um, that's what I've observed. Uh, you know, uh, most of the time I've been lucky where I've, I've worked with people that are like very good at that yeah. and I've learned a lot from them, you know? And so it's really, uh, um, that that's that's exciting. It was a camaraderie in it, you know. There's a tribal thing to yeah. it that you know you, you just you're in it and and you want to do the best you can. And and you know the advice I would give to to uh, someone you know starting film is to just be aware of that. Go in there prepared, have a good work ethic, and be aware of what other people's jobs are, so that you know the process could be easy, so that you could have the freedom to explore and do what you're good at without any distraction. And that, that's, to me, that's key. Yeah. Well, we're on the phone with David, David Zayas. We're talking about uh, 
his life in stage, film and TV, and uh, the new uh, movie, uh, The Lennon Report. Uh, let's get some uh, some thoughts on on this movie and what was it that drew, drew you to this film and uh, this particular role? You know, listen, the, the thing that drew me is the script. Okay. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, this is what happens after a major event. And what's exciting about this movie for me is how these blue-collar people that have to deal with this situation right now, they got thrown into this situation that became an enormous event, how they handle themselves at that particular time before they find out who he is and then after they find out who he is. And um, it's, it's really a, a simple story, really. And, and, uh, and my, my character is a supporting character, somebody that just helps move the story along and, and you know and that was that was the job and, and that role and and uh i it, the 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 simplicity of the story and the interesting characters and how in one moment someone who's having just an average day can be catapulted into something much more bigger than they are you know, and so it's it's that's what interests me about this about the Lennon report. Aside from you know uh, the producers and the director, you know uh, Gabriel and and uh, uh, Francisco Rafael Francisco, and then the director Jeremy Profi. You know these are these are very these are young artists right. on their way up and uh, very interested and uh, very fascinated in how they handle themselves and and uh, the the positivity and how they took care of uh, obstacles and how they dealt with problems and um, very impressive for, for, for young people. And um, I was, I was really excited to be a part of it. Well, you know, this, this film looks at um, a lot of aspects of what happens when you're talking about an event. And this was the, the death of John Lennon, but it, it also looks at the media aspects of the impact on media and the reflections of what we see today um, you know, anything that happens today becomes that media event. Uh, and, and the difference now is it's not just the media that's involved. It's every human being with a, a, a mobile device becomes part of that story as well. Um, how do you see those parallels um, coming with when you went into this film? Well, you know, listen, negative and positive. You know, okay. uh, yeah, you have a lot more coverage of events that happen that would happen today in 2016, but a lot of those, a lot of that coverage may not be legit, may not be right. truthful, may right. not be factual. Yeah. You know, a lot of it is based on opinion. A lot of it is based on gossip. A lot of it is based on sensationalism. Right. Uh, I think back in 1980, um, I think uh, they didn't have the access for all that. So right. Right. Um, it was much more, it, it was, it, there was a much more desperate need, to, to get the truth right. because they didn't have that many outlets to, to present it. And so I feel like, so sometimes I think about, you know, now they have the access to so many, uh, out, you know, so many opportunities, right. yet not necessarily as truthful as it might've been in 1980. Right. So, right. and, and I know cause I was around, you know, yeah. I, I remember, you know, when you read something or when you saw, you know, Roger Grimsley or Bill Butel on the, on the, you know, eyewitness news, right. Um, you kind of, you kind of trusted that right. the information they had was the information was truthful. These days, uh, not so much. Yeah, you know, it, it could be truthful, but it also could be 
you know, uh, sensationalized. Right. And so I think that it, it would have been a whole different circumstance if that, if that would have happened in 2016 than in 1980. And what, what's great about the script that was written was that they maintained that. They maintained that, you know, you know John, if John Lennon would have been shot Anytime today, they would have known it was John that was shot before right. they even got to the hospital. Exactly. You know, and in, in uh, 1980, it, it wasn't, which then created the circumstance that leads to the characterization of everybody in this movie. Right. And um, so, I, you know, that's the difference. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, it, was an, it was a different way of reporting news right. in 1980 than it was in 2016. Yeah, there was definitely something about the public yeah. trust that, that seemed to be there much more, uh, more relevant in, uh, in the media uh, during those days. Yeah. What do you remember about the time when Lyndon was shot? What, what are the, you know, being able to, to play a role in a film that's based on a true story. Um, what memories do you take with you as someone who remembers when he was shot? Well, I remember the, uh, the enormity of the event and, you know, I was, I was a teenager then. And I remember, uh, you know, uh, the, the coverage of it on the news and, and the devastation of certain people and regarding, you know, uh, a very iconic voice of a generation right. that has been gunned down uh, for really just, you know, by an, by an insane man. Right. So it, it's, uh, it was something that uh, you watched on the news or you read in the paper. Um, again, it was different because, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to pick up my iPhone and, and read everybody's right. response to it and get everybody's view on it. So it was, um, it was just what it is. And yeah. then you had to, you know, figure out what that was for yourself right. without the help of other people's comments, right. kind of helping you think along the, uh, the event. And so I just remember being shocked that, you know, uh, someone could get gunned down right. in New York city like that. Uh, and, um, but you know, it could happen if, history has shown us anything and anything can happen at any time, you know? Yeah. And, um, so I remember that. I remember the, uh, the, not the panic because you, you saw it sporadically on the news and, 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 the, and read it in the newspaper, but, um, it, it was a big event yeah. and it was sad. Yeah, and, exactly. And uh, it was something that I remember as a teenager, it was something that, you know, you, you, uh, you decipher information differently when you're 17 than when you're like, you know, 50. Right. And right. so it was something that it was something that I was like, wow, um, that's, you know, it was, it was, it was watching other people of that grew up with the Beatles. Let's right. say, you know, somebody at that time who was in their thirties or forties um, and, and hearing their reaction and listening to their stories about, you know, listening to his music and how it affected their lives. It was, it was different when, when you're 17 and, you know, I grew up in the Bronx and, you know, even though I, I liked the Beatles, I knew who the Beatles were, I, it wasn't like that was the, the music that I was, um, grown up, I grew up with. Right. So, uh, it was, it was, it was interesting to see how one person can affect the lives and one artist 
can Absolutely. affect the lives of people that were around me. And watching that at 17 um, was something that stuck to my memory. The movie is called The Lennon Report. Uh, we're talking with uh, David Zayas, and we appreciate him taking the time to talk with us about his, uh, his career and also uh, this film. Uh, any final thoughts or final comments you want to share, David, about, uh, about yourself or about the movie? No, you know, I will say that when people watching this movie, um, it's an opportunity to see normal blue-collar people get just put into a situation that's, that they wouldn't even imagine that they were going to be a part of when they started their workday. And the simplicity of that story is what I love about this film, you know, and, and how it affects different people in different ways and, and uh, also how, how news were reported and the, uh, the integrity of the news yeah. at, at, in that particular time. So um, it's, it's a movie worth watching, definitely. Yeah. David, thanks so much. We really appreciate it, and uh, we look forward to continuing to watch your work uh, in whatever medium you choose. Uh, hey, thanks so much for your time today. Okay, I appreciate you. it. Uh, until next time, I'm Noel thank Manning you, on WGWG.org. Until next time, that is a wrap.